So hi, welcome to Good Nights Podcast. We're here with Have a Good Season. We're going to ask them some questions today. I'm going to start. Uh, what inspires you guys to start the band, and what does your band name mean? Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> what, okay, well, I'll answer the second question first because it's, it's probably a little easier. Um, <laughs> the name is from a book titled Have a Good Season. Um, I never read the book, so I couldn't tell you what it's about, but uh, I think sometime in high school, I saw it like on a shelf in my English class, and I thought it was an interesting name. And I remember wanting to go back and get it, but it wasn't there. So, <laughs> so you know, I, just the phrase, yeah, yeah. yeah tragic, phrase, yeah, tragic. <laughs> um, the phrase stuck in my head, but I never read the book. But yeah, that's where the name came from. Okay. Um, and what inspired us to start the band? Um, Saku, you wanna you wanna start us off? We uh, have a long we have a long history of like yeah. Oh my god, it's crazy that uh because we've we've done other people have like interviewed us and we try to give like more condensed versions because it's just very long winded. But mm -hmm. the short version is we we're all from the same town. We've gone through the same schools, and we've all played music together in some variation. Uh, for example, most prominently, uh, Nick used to play bass. I used to actually be a lead guitarist in a band, and Statner was actually playing rhythm guitar. So we were all playing different instruments. Mm -hmm. Yada, yada, yada. Years pass by, and different iterations of bands happen. Um, I hop on drums because I've always been like into like more rhythm rhythmically inclined, I guess. And then Nick took the reins on uh, fronting guitar and frontman singing. Statner hopped on bass and it just clicked. I don't know how else to put it, but the chemistry was there. We started mm -hmm. writing music and we really liked what we were writing as opposed mm -hmm. to the other bands. Uh, we weren't fully in love with the stuff we were writing. I don't even think we were writing. We mm -hmm. were just like a cover band at that point who made okay. two or three originals. So mm -hmm. it's very, yeah, very amateurish and, you know, not, not so serious. And then, yeah, so this happened. We're a trio and uh, yeah. And we've all we all share the same common ground, love for nineties music and different types of music and all that stuff. So mm -hmm. it, it just works. I always I always like to mention that like like Sakimoto said, like he was playing guitar and I was on bass and stuff. And then I remember my dad got like a little kit like a like a children's drum kit, just like a for fun <laughs> kit in my basement. And I played it for like a little bit and like but I never really got the got the hang of it. And I remember like randomly one time like he came over and he was like, oh, like, let me jam on drums. And he was like, sick on drums for some reason. <laughs> so, I, so, And then from that moment, I was like, wait a second. Yo, let's start a band right now. Like, oh, my God. Me, right you know now. what I mean? It was, yeah. it was crazy. Like, just yeah. this this man has a natural, had a natural <laughs> talent for, for oh, drums. <laughs> um, it, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, to put it simply, it, it did kind of just happen like that. It just started from us jamming. It was actually me and mm -hmm. Nick just doing, like, front bottoms covers because, like, Back in the day when Front Bottoms was just acoustic guitar and a drummer, mm -hmm. uh, just Matt and Brian, uh, it kind of worked out that we could do a bunch of their arrangements easily, mm -hmm. like just drum mm -hmm. and guitar. And yeah. yeah, from then on, yeah, it spurred into what Have a Good Season is today. Yeah. <laughs> they, the Front Bottoms were like the first band, like for us, like, because like they're from New Jersey, obviously. So when they were like first coming up, like we saw them at like a lot of like smaller venues and stuff. And I can't say that I'm a fan now, obviously, like my music tastes have changed and stuff, yeah. but you know, they were definitely like the first like introduction for us to like DIY and like punk shows and stuff like that. So 100%. it was pretty cool to see them blow up. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah. Understandable. Mm -hmm. Sick. All right. 
so how do you guys feel about the response you got to your newest album, Shapes I've Never Seen? Ooh. Um... Nick, why don't you Am go? I starting? <laughs> yeah, why don't you go first? Um, I, I've really... Oh. I've, I've been... Oh, is someone here? Hey! I can't see him. Where is he? He's coming. He's loading. Bad <laughs> Um... Uh, I mean, I've I've been really happy with how people have reacted to it. Um, I think, you know, it, it's been doing pretty well, um, like just like streaming wise and stuff. But also, just like people have been like hitting us up and giving their own interpretations of the lyrics and things like that, which I I find really um, one of my favorite parts about putting putting music out. Oh my god, sorry, I just heard something really loud. Uh, is, Good old stat. Uh, okay, let me finish my thought. I just, okay. I, I enjoy when people um, respond to, to the lyrics and the themes and stuff and give it their own interpretation. So I'd say I've, I've been really happy with the response. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah, I, I'd honestly say the same thing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. They, they kind of like put it, put it pretty well. Um, I really like when people, um, more on the musical side, um, like are interested on how to play songs or, or they get like, they're so interested. Like I'm grateful enough that people are interested in just to listen to it, mm -hmm. but it's a, it's a whole other like appreciation when people like, Oh, like that section where the chords turn around and like, they really start to analyze the songs. And like, that's really where like, mm -hmm. oh, this is awesome. Like, people yeah. are interested enough to like analyze the chord structure or the lyricism or stuff like that. And that's really, people have been doing that for this album in particular. So I'm really, happy about that yeah uh, awesome. what's it like releasing an album in like the current state of the world with the covid and all that stuff going on um well it was it was tough because we had at first when when covid and the quarantining stuff started uh, we did have ideas and plans and stuff to do like a photo shoot and you know things like that to create more um, content for promoting so I think we were kind of like handed this situation where we had to improvise a bit and, you know, we had to promote using what we had and we had to come up with clever ways to, to promote the singles and the album and stuff like that. So I think it was like a challenge, but I mean, I, I enjoyed the process, like, you know, and I think it, I think we learned a lot from it. So yeah, it, I, would, I, I would say it wasn't easy, but I, it, it worked out for us. I think, I, I think we were actually, uh, in a, in a way kind of prepared because the way that we planned this we did have a whole plan and you know, it didn't fully uh come to fruition because of covid but the idea is as you've seen we, we did do four singles we promoted each single differently um had lyric videos for the last the recent two singles and like we just had a lot of content and promo that we did before all this happened and we were lucky enough to kind of compile that and turn it into something more creative so that we could still post out content and keep promoting without you know going out or playing shows and because of all this stuff that's happened so in that in that sense like i feel like our rollout plan somewhat worked in a way mm. but at the end of the day you know everyone's all these artists and whatnot are we're all kind of in the same boat you know um so we uh you know just took the back seat for a little bit and let the music speak for itself in other words because we were yeah. supposed to we were supposed to 
Well, there was talks about potentially postponing the release of the album, mm-hmm. but actually the when it came out is actually when it was supposed to come out. We did not delay it. We were just like, I think now is a time more than ever where people like are like want more music or want yeah. Music, yeah. whatever. So we were like, you know what? I think I think this is a good idea. Um, we should just stick with it. And, you know, I I think it was a good move because I think I think the reception was as well as I would have thought. So I think it was mm-hmm. good. Yeah, we also had um, a release show planned, but obviously with social distancing, we have to, you know, we have to put that off. But I mean, we've all learned about like live streaming and like, you know, doing that kind of like literally like Internet concerts. Like yeah. the, the thought of that never even crossed my mind. But yeah. because, you know, we were all kind of forced to do that. Like, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was an interesting learning experience. I can refer. So... So where was your headspace while you guys were writing Shapes I've Never Seen? Hmm. Um, I think, I think like the oldest song on it is like two or three years old, right? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. The song Glow, Glow and Scab, uh, I think it's like the third or fourth song or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's like a pretty old song. So, so our, 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 yeah, it's hard to like pinpoint a, a specific headspace we we're in, but um, yeah, I don't know if you guys want to add on to that. Or... Stat, do you know when that song was written? Like the time frame? Like the summer of twenty sixteen, I believe. Uh, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Um, I will say, um, so Stat's our resident. He knows all the dates for everything we've ever done. So it's very knowledgeable about that stuff. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so that, yeah, that's very true. Um, however, I will say, so like a handful of songs or like a few songs on the album are songs, yes, that date back to maybe 2016, but obviously mm-hmm. they've been reiterated and reworked on. Uh, they're not how we used to play them. Like they've been slowly been uh, improved upon. And then obviously I, I usually characterize shapes I've never seen with like, there was, a, there was like one really quick point where we kind of just started writing a bunch of tunes and they all came together really really quickly like newer tunes for example like uh so shoulder blades for example is like a new tune that we did not date back from 2016 uh you don't know comics um balloons even um like there's a bunch of songs that are brand brand new and I, i characterize the songs as coming together like I don't know. I think we were all just really, really inspired at the time, and the chemistry just clicked, and we just mm-hmm. had a bunch of like seven brand new songs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then we, yeah, and we, I guess that kind of we felt the need to maybe we want we liked Glow and Scab, and we liked uh, songs that weren't as new, such as I believe Before the Gold Rush is kind of in the old new section or the new old section. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, yeah, so we looked back on it like you know what, we could, this could definitely be better and match up more up to speed to like these brand brand new songs i felt like i feel like we did that you know Mm -hmm. yeah so what made like what inspired you guys to name the album uh shapes i've never seen was there like something that clicked for you guys there was like this is going to be the name um we we had a few different names in mind Uh um and they were all they were all like specific uh lyrics or like references to a lyric in one of the songs on the album um and that that specific lyric shapes i've never seen is is from um true for you um and i don't know to me 
it just uh, well first it just sounded really cool i think it that does, was like yeah. you know it, it had to like roll it had to it had to fit the ambiguous the, the theme and the energy of, of the album yeah um but i the way i interpret it is like shapes i've never seen it's kind of like you can think of it as like a shape like a geometric shape and um you know like a cloud or something mm-hmm. um but it, it could also be like the shape of something like if you're in good shape or bad shape you know what i mean so it's like oh, oh it's a shape i've never seen it's like it's this new kind of it's this new feeling this new energy um and yeah huh? that wow. makes sense. a lot of meanings <laughs> to it yeah yeah, yeah. that's um, sick yeah Thank you. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I can't say anything more. Um, the one, the one thing I, I will say is the like the the vibe of the album. Like we had a lot of contenders because I like me personally. I really like a lot of the there are a lot of really hard hitting lyrics that Nick wrote um, that like were big contenders for the album title. Mm-hmm. But I think at the end of the day, they all looked cool on paper. Like they sounded cool, but like at the end of the day, I feel like uh, Shapes I've Never Seen was something that was ambiguous enough that could cover the whole spectrum of the album but also have kind of like a vibe to it whereas some of the other album contender uh titles were a bit too specific on like the uh like super sad side or the super angry side or the, you know what i mean and 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 we i didn't feel like it totally encapsulated all 12 songs on the album whereas i feel like a title like chips in a machine where you can kind of take so many multiple meanings to it can definitely apply to all 12 songs so I thought it was a very fitting. I think that's yeah. Wow, that's perfect. Oh my god. Okay. Thank so, you. <laughs> what band's influences do you think you could hear on the album? Ooh, that's uh, a good one. Yeah. Uh, Stat, you wanna you wanna chime in? Yeah. I can't really hear you. I don't uh, know if anyone else can. We're we're big fans of Modest Mouse, Doctor uh, Junior. Those types of bands. So definitely. I feel like this this album definitely reflects like those influences through all of us. Uh, Saku has an eclectic uh, taste in music. Oh you go, yeah, you you can talk to him about that. Sure. <laughs> um, so so what Stat said it covers kind of all our common ground basically, and there's obviously a, a slew of other bands that we're fans of, such as uh, I I'd, I'd throw Oso Oso and Basement, uh, Tiger mm-hmm. Star, like those types of bands. Title fight, like, title fight, title, for title sure. fight for sure. Um, but yeah, like I was alluding to, I, I'm a big metalhead. I listen to a lot more like progressive metals type stuff. Taste. Um, yeah, hey. uh, and just to name a few for the fans out there, but like, you know, like Chon for Free Animals as Leaders, Contortionist, just to name a few. But obviously, I would not say that those, I wouldn't say that those bands are reflected on the album per se. However, how I like kind of approach some songwriting or just like, maybe like just the smallest tinge of, of of influence yeah like i like a lot of like jazzy type chords and cool chords you can see that in some of these songs um and you know i i i'm also a big avid like you know math rock emo like post rock fan and so a bunch of those uh, i think we're all fans of toe the japanese um math uh, post rock band mm-hmm. um post rock whatever japanese band uh they're super <laughs> sick for japan um, yeah, and we're all fans, and yeah, I can maybe like that that outro section, and um, you don't know how heavy it felt. I'd even say that could be maybe from a toe song slightly, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, I mean that's that's just like my kind of like my flavors. But Nick, if you want to go into your your stuff too, um, yeah, I, th- I think that we each have common ground for 
a few bands that we all really like but like you know like dan said um he's he's big on metal and like I, personally i can like hear it in his playing you know like just the way you you attack the drums like like you hit really hard and just like the little intricacies and stuff yeah i think i think are reflective of that and you know same goes with stat like i know the kind of music he listens to a lot of 90s you know grungier alternative kind of stuff and i hear it in his playing and yeah i think each of our individual influences kind of create the sound that that um that's on the record so so what song like on the album took you guys the longest to write Uh, I think we shoulder blades. Shoulder blades. Um, shoulder blades. Like I, I'll go out out on a limb and say like none of the songs really. I didn't. A lot of this. There was no one song that we felt took the longest. Like we were having a really really hard time on this one song. Mm-hmm. And we just couldn't get it right. I I wouldn't say that there was any one song on the album that was like that. Mm-hmm. So they all were, I guess, very similar in how long it took to come to fruition. Yeah. I'm not going to include the songs that, um, for example, like we, we mentioned Glow and Scab, which we had a iteration of at, from 2016 and yeah. like upgraded. I won't, because we weren't actively trying to write that for four years. <laughs> like, it was just, <laughs> yeah, like, it wasn't a continuous, here. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I won't really, I'll exclude that. But um, yeah, Shoulder Blaze was kind of one because we were touring with the idea of a potential uh, guest vocalist, which we ended up doing. Um, also, we were toying out with the idea of having uh, like a gang vocal section, which we ended up doing. Um, and uh, yeah, just like vocal melodies, like we wanted to try some some things new. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I think, I don't know, technically, but like, I think Nick's probably singing probably a lot of the more higher notes of the whole album just on that one song. Um, so I think vocally, it's very, very um, uh, like a good, good showcasing of, of Nick's vocal work. Um, and yeah, and that probably could be why we spent more time on it and why it took mm-hmm. the longest. Um, what's There's one other song that I think. I, I would say, well, I would add on to Shoulder Blades and say um, that that song, like all the chords and the guitars and stuff were written and played by Sakamoto. So oh, in, in terms of like, like, like when we went into the studio to record it, I didn't even know all the chords on guitar because I was just like, listen, man, like this is your tune. Like, right. and he knew like you were going to take the, take, take the guitar duty. So I didn't learn the song till like not that long ago, to be honest. Oh, wow. So I guess, I guess technically like that may in, in a way be the longest one it took to learn. Yeah. But, just, but that's just like for me personally, because like right. I didn't know all the chords going into the studio because I knew that he would be playing well. Which is crazy because I actually might even argue that that was the shortest song to make because I wrote that <laughs> song. I, I, so for example, so in the same vein that, so the song Balloons, which is I, I believe the eighth track on the album, um, um, is totally written by Statner, our bassist. Um, the same vein that I kind of wrote everything for Shoulder Blades, minus all the, the vocal melodies and all that stuff. But I didn't take that long to write that song. I think I came up with that song in probably a day, like one day. Oh, wow. So so the idea is I came with this full-fledged song, and, you know, we all, you know, I'm always open for interpretation, open for uh, changing and all that stuff. But I don't know. The arrangement that we already had was was fine, and everyone was – jiving with it and at that point what do we do we just got to add the the vocal parts and and the textures and the extra stuff and i didn't even think that took too long too 
Whereas a song like, I think a song like You Don't Know How Heavy It Felt, where Nick came up with a majority of those guitar parts. I had a hand in structuring the song a little bit. And maybe I think I wrote one of the parts in it. Um, uh, kind of just acting as like a guitar, uh, what you call it, like mediator in a way. Like, oh, maybe yeah, this yeah. one little nuance should be changed or whatever. Just mm -hmm. like really, really slowly and steadily tweaking some guitar parts. That's a song where all three of us were heavily involved in, like pretty, pretty three-way split. And I think that's also the reason why it could have taken a lot longer. Whereas other songs were like, for example, uh, so Nick wrote all of Sunflower Yellow. Um, and it was, the arrangement was perfect. The lyrics were perfect. Like everything was done. And I just added the lead guitar parts over it. And that was a pretty quick like thing. Yeah. Um, so I thought that's, uh, yeah, that was really cool. So that's really yeah. interesting. Cause we haven't, I actually really haven't thought about that aspect of the album yeah mm -hmm. so i appreciate the question mm -hmm. uh, I, i'll add one more thing sorry for go going for too it. long oh, go, for, go it. for it um i i found that the song balloons was really fun to write because mm -hmm. oh, yeah. um because statner obviously wrote like a lot of he wrote all the guitar and bass and stuff but it still needed lyrics and like for some reason like the the melodies weren't like hitting us like we couldn't think of like good lyrics or good melodies so some of the lyrics oh. were actually written in the studio which was a wow. total first for us. like yeah yeah it was pretty last minute some of that song yeah, <laughs> like, usually, yeah so, even the guitar solo too like all the lead guitars were like oh yeah studios or like the day before we went into the studio it's like yeah. all yeah <laughs> yeah our usual approach is to have everything finished and then we go in and then you know so so we're we're ready for it but um that song we we had to write like on the spot so that was kind of fun. It was like a pressure, but like it was like you know it was it was a uh, it was a it good was experience. Like creatively challenging, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I feel like I feel like if we didn't do that, the song, the end product of that song would might not have been as good, you know. Like if we already had written it and we're like, okay, fine, we're we're not gonna improve upon it anymore. Like this is it. Whereas when we spur the moment, we just come up with what we can do on the spot or a really really time crunch we come up with something that's super cool. And that's prime example of that for me is Statner's lead guitars in that song, where it kind of came up either the day before or like literally in the studio. And yeah. came up with something super sick. We're like, we're like, I hope Adam saved that because we're, we're keeping that take because that take is <laughs> sick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just feel like that is really, really, really cool. Really cool. Wait, one thing, Shane, before you go, would you guys do that again? Like go into the studio and write on the spot. Would you ever try that again? Oh yeah, uh, I mean, I like, yes, but not per. I don't think on purpose. Like okay, too much. yeah, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. I think yeah. like we're a, not gonna like we're not gonna like put off writing a lyric. And be like, <laughs> oh wait, it'll hit yeah. us. It'll hit us in the studio tomorrow. Like <laughs> that's just that's not a that's yeah. not how, yeah. how we would do it. But yeah, I think if it, if it came down to, it, I would. I think that would be fun to do. Yeah, again. yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay. Um. So I know you guys like have an intro track. So how did you pick a closer for the album? Did did you write it to be a closer, or did it just fall that way? Well, Nick, you uh, wrote comics. You had yeah. Comics, so. I I think that just it kind of had like a more upbeat um, kind of energy to it. So I think we kind of all agreed that that would be the closer. So it didn't end on like a you know like a sadder note like i kind of wanted we all wanted the album to end on more um i don't know, to say it's happy like the lyrics are kind of sad so i wouldn't call the song happy but 
Yeah. It's a little more. It's a little more. Yeah. 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 So I think um, I think we all felt like it was a good good closing. Um. Yeah. I, I I think we definitely knew that. Like, so intro we had actually was one of the we had intro or at least the idea of intro that became the the song intro like a while ago. Uh, we'd actually use it as an intro to our song um, um, when we play live, just because it works out key wise and uh, both on Capo One. Um, anyways, but like, yeah, we really liked it, and we, we we it was like a strong contender for the intro of the album. But that begged the question: like, what would be the outro of the album? And we de- we weren't we definitely weren't on the vibe of calling. We didn't really like having an intro as the first song, and then the talk track going to be called outro. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to go that whole cliche route. Um, but definitely an outro-ish song that could close out the album. And yeah, I love comics in the in the sense that like it's happy sad because like the the beat it's upbeat and it's like you know jovial one up. But you look at the lyrics and there's that middle section of the song which has kind of more of a somber uh, like yeah definitely more on the sadder side. Um, so it's a mixture of both and and I yeah I think it's a good representation or a good closure for the album. Not necessarily like a like a win-win like overall happy completely happy ending mm-hmm. but you know not a completely sad ending. yeah what what's the song right before it again is it softness and love before that or no yes yeah yeah, yeah is- i think i think that's also important to yeah. to know or interesting i guess because like that song is like definitely sad and that song is definitely like really low-key and it's almost like a it's like a it's like prepping you for the you know the out the the last song just yeah. like a burst of energy you know yeah. what i mean like yeah it's like real quiet real sad and then it's like nope we got kicked one in the more. face yeah yeah exactly yeah <laughs> kick right to the face exactly. <laughs> yeah so if you could choose one song from your new album to present to like new people as a representation of your band which song would you pick Stat, stat, you go first. Let's yeah. see what you, you have to say. Uh, I don't know. That's a hard You're all so good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably Sunflower. Hmm. The first uh, single off the record. I guess most people know it associated with this record. So, yeah. I don't know. How about you guys? I think I would say Sunflower too, actually. It's just like, I feel like it's like, um, it's a good example of, of our sound. And I yeah. think, uh, like, it's not it's not super intricate. It's not simple. It's kind of a good in-between. And yeah, like Stat said, it, it was the first single. And I, it's one of my personal favorites. So I, would, I would go with that one. Agreed, it's, got a, it's got a nice, bright, sunny kind of a vibe to it. So. I, um... I mean, I so I was trying to not pick the same song, <laughs> but to be honest, so how I usually think about that is, it's twelve songs is a lot, and it's definitely a, a much more like cohesive group of songs than we've ever done. We've never do, done a full length. We've only done like five or four song EPs, and then we only have the one single uh, gum standalone song. But so we have a lot of these new songs that are kind of in a way like taking us to the next level because like we're you know we're always growing, we're always trying to like level up our songwriting skills and not just stick to the hags formula that like perhaps like last picture day or literally first work ever um 
people will oftentimes uh, say that it's more on the pop punkier side. And, you know, we do like pop punk, but like, we wouldn't consider ourselves like super heavily influenced by pop punk bands. Yeah. But in that regard, I agree that like Sunflower, and I would even put Chufu you in that, in that realm, because Chufu has got that like kind of like heavier, grittier guitars, and that kind of is an homage to like the stuff that's off Last Picture Day, or maybe the stuff that's off our Joseph EP. Um, but so in a way, yes, those songs are very representative of like the hag sound in a way. <laughs> but I will say that songs like Shoulder Blades and like You Don't Know How Heavy You Felt and like kind of the second half of the album are definitely representative of like what direction we might be heading towards or okay. kind of like what not direction we're going to stick to, but definitely what directions we might be playing around. With, right? Okay. Um, because, you know, a song like Shoulder Blades, which is like kind of like a lovey-dovey song and uh, it's got some interesting chord progressions and whatnot that might not have been seen in previous works like uh, Gum or, or, or whatever, all our previous works. It's definitely indicative of perhaps the next level we could take it to. Um, um, but that's not to say that any less of Sunflower Yo. Like Sunflower Yo is probably one of my it's top two song, top three songs off the record for me personally. Yeah. Um, and it has like a, I don't know, like, if you re like and Nick instead you you can tell me if I'm, I'm, I'm wrong or whatever but it has that like it's kind of like an old school vibe if you think about it like I, I I hear a lot of like 70s and 60s like influence uh, especially in like the, the melodies it, it just like the song structure in general um, the very poppy catchy hooks of the of the of the, like the 70s and, and 80s um, like rock just classic rock bands yeah kind of i kind of get that in like uh songs like sunflower yellow um so in that vein i think that's why those two songs might be uh the best representation for um what hags is or what we stand for and stuff like that yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna piggyback off that and say that we all did like growing up as kids like love like classic rock and you know rock and roll and stuff and i still you know some of my favorite bands ever are from that era, you know, the seventies and sixties and stuff. So, yeah, I think I think Sakura has a point there. Like, those are like our earliest influences, like peeking through on that song. So, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, are you planning, or were you planning? And it might have gotten like stopped for now. But were you planning on releasing any music videos for this album? And I know that you guys have a couple of like lyric videos already, but. What about normal videos? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we we have some ideas floating, and um, yeah. you know, obviously, we're not we're not gonna do it any any time like this week or anything. Like, you know, we need yeah. to yeah. kind of sit back for a little bit and observe what's happening. And um, but yes, we do have some ideas floating in our heads for the videos and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes. They, they, they <laughs> I don't, we don't want to dispel too much, but you know, obviously, music videos take a bunch of time to. We 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 have one music like official music video for our song Gum, which was at the, it's pretty old at this point. Um, and yeah, the approach is very. Um, it is what it is. Um, uh, like uh, it, as you can see, it's very uh, like a grainy type footage. Like that's the approach we took for it, and we thought the song was very fitting in that very summery, breezy kind of song. Yeah. Um. So that's why we did that, and um. I really like that video, um, but yes, we do have some 
we do have plans for uh, music videos in the future. Uh, they're going to be a different approach. And yeah, it would. They're going to be off songs or more recent work. Um, but yeah, when the time is right and more appropriate, and we can safely execute said shooting and filming and all that stuff, like it's coming. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, all right. Awesome. Look forward to it. Um, so speaking of when the time is right, oh, when live shows come back. What would be your what are top your top three songs that you're most excited to play off the new album? You don't know. <laughs> That's one you don't know. Oh yeah, that one's gonna be a fun one. Yeah, we've only played that once live, like last year, sometime last year. Yes, and it was before we really even finished it, kind of. Yeah, uh, we were just test running it, I guess. We really cool to show everybody, like. The finished finished product, you know. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's tough because so I will say that you know we songs like Sunflower Yellow and True For You, amongst a few others, um, we've been playing live, um, even before, like people already knew like what singles those would be and whatnot. Um, me personally, you don't you don't know how heavy it felt. Will be a fun one. I would I really want to do. I can't wait to do comics live. I think that'd be really cool live. Yeah. Um, and shoulder shoulder blades live too. Um, just because it just I don't know. I, the, the just all the all the cool kind of unprecedented the parts we've never even like tried before. So we were, we're gonna try and experiment live would be really awesome. But those would be my top yeah. three as far as when coming back live. Um, like the new like real new stuff that we have. Those all those minus excluding what Stat said about you don't know how heavy it felt. Shoulder blades and comics we've never played live, so yeah, I'll 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 go with the same three. Honestly, I think those are I'm most excited for those, and mm-hmm. and I'm, I am excited to play some of the older tunes too, just to see oh, yeah. how people react and stuff. But yeah, I would say in terms of new songs, I'll go shoulder blades. You don't know and comics. Yeah, solid for sure. Um, <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, so for the last couple questions, uh, we're going to uh, switch away from music and we're going to go straight to death row. Uh, so if you're on death row, what would your last meal be with a drink? Ooh, bro. Saku's a foodie. Ooh. No, bro. no, 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 no. He is, no. <laughs> this man no. loves food. Bro, I make food. Let's go. Don't, no, I'm a fake foodie. Don't, I don't want to take the mantle of being foodie. Then people be like, oh, like, oh, you make your own gluten-free pasta one night? I'm like, I don't know shit. I don't know anything about food. Oh my God. I'm a foodie in the sense that I like, I, I really like food. Um, I like iconic spots. I like, like, iconic food spots that are in the media and whatnot that are like really great for like southern barbecue or like really specific for a certain type of food and like i really want to try that and like just really taste the greatness of food like i'm not a food yeah. anything about like food um death row uh you said beverage were you saying beverage uh a drink and oh food. Oh, oh okay yeah. i'm also a big dev guy I love oh that. my god oh all right Ooh. i don't make <laughs> drinks but <laughs> let's talk yeah i don't <laughs> Um, food, I, I'm a big pasta guy, any kind of pasta, like, just really, not even pasta, just, like, uh, I just love any type of, like, noodles, yeah. dishes, um, anything from, like, Japanese soba noodles to, like, um, uh, just Italian cuisine, 
Um, big meat, <laughs> meathead, <laughs> meat guy. I big like meathead. like steaks, <laughs> steaks and whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I don't have like a really specific meal. Um, but what about what about like a Korean barbecue? I feel like that would be like uh, one of see, your I'd top like meals. I'd like all those to be my last uh, my last meal. <laughs> but honestly, uh, as of right now, because um, my family and I have been uh, we've been cooking um, in our house uh, like Korean barbecue, uh, sungyeopsal type stuff, like Korean bacon meat and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I will say that as my last meal, I would love to have uh, just say a table spread of. Korean barbecue. Everything that it com- encompasses Korean barbecue. Sorry. Drink. Ah, I mean, uh, that's tough. I don't know. I have like a, la- I have a lame answer probably. Bro. But, uh, I like um, Bro. <laughs> just like a nice cold carbonated drink. <gasps> oh my god. Up. Yeah, like, sorry. I, I don't want to just say soda pop, but like, I mean like, like it has to be from a, it has to be from like a a can or, or a glass bottle or something like we're like the carbonation is really high quality you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um and it has to have the right amount of ice cubes i don't care yeah. what kind of soda it is if it has carbonation the right amount of ice cubes is cold hard beverage yeah. i'm in mm-hmm. so. I, feel, I feel like you can't be like a coke i'm like yeah. a hot yeah. why not a ramen a see i want i was going to say ramen a but like I don't think I would want like that sugary ramen drink as my last beverage for um, if I was on death row. I think I'd want something like, honestly like a like a seltzer, maybe like a hard seltzer. seltzer. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right. Wait, all right, so, so do you like um, sparkling water? I, I'm a big sparkling. Oh, I love. I'm a huge. Oh, seltzer. Oh, oh my god! Thank you. Nick, okay. You need a. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a uh, I'll, I'll go seltzer as my <laughs> my death row beverage. And for, for meal, uh, I don't know. Maybe like a maybe like a Japanese katsu, like a fried Ooh. pork or something with a nice bowl of white rice. Either that or like a burger. <laughs> burger. Two completely different things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and a and a and a, a cup of seltzer. Okay, what you got? <laughs> Me, I'm part of the small percentage of people on this earth that really loves a good stroganoff dish mm. and uh, I would say like a pound of stroganoff in like okay. a nice big bowl and a water a refreshing water yeah. so like it settles nicely you know I'm not yeah, yeah, like exactly. suffering like on my last moments of an earth so. yeah you don't want to be I'm, bloated I'm you pretty full yeah. Exactly. I've never had That's my appetite. I've never had stroganoff, let alone a pound of No, you had What is it made of? There's like mushrooms in it's, it, isn't it? I mean I don't like mushrooms, but like it's egg noodle with like beef. But like really good sauce. Yeah, is that the red sauce thing? Oh it's not red sauce, but oh, okay. I've never had the sauce? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, kinda. Of. Okay. It's like a cream sauce. Anyways. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your drink? I said water. Oh, water. water. <laughs> can't nice beat a, simple. You can't beat a water. Yeah, I can't beat just water, honestly. All natural. All natural. Exactly. Natural. 
There it is. The hag's trifecta of death row meals. <laughs> All good meals. All good meals. Thank you. So, okay. So, away from all the food talk, um, <laughs> if you could uh, live in a fictional world for a week, where would you live? A fictional Whoa. world? Yeah, fictional. Like a Narnia or something? Yeah, sure. Like that. If you want to live in Narnia, um, that would be cool. That would be cool. It might be the only fictional world I can think of right now. <laughs> what about, okay. like, um, about, what about like Springfield in the Simpsons? Oh, that's a good <laughs> one. Just barrels of laughs every day. So many funnies. <laughs> barrels of laughs and beer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fictional world. That's that's a cool question. Um, uh, so I I sometimes imagine that it would be really cool to like go back in time and like like if I had a chance to like either see the future or the past. I think maybe I would like go to the past and like, like I think like there's nothing cooler than the idea of like seeing a dinosaur in real life. So, yeah. oh, I think maybe cool. my fictional world would be similar to 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 life on Earth now, but with like friendly dinosaurs. So like <laughs> Jurassic Park, I mean, like Jurassic World or something. Yeah, like a not like a not so scary Jurassic World. Like so, like more, right like... before everything like goes down. Yes, <laughs> before yeah. the world okay. yeah. yeah. cool. Park. Yeah. Um, that's that's mine. <laughs> that's a good one. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, I'm trying to think of like, uh, like a world where um, animals. And humans are very much more one of the same in a way. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know I don't want to go out on them. And I know there's like I see people write like fictional stories about if animals and humans like swapped completely, mm-hmm. whereas like you know animals are the human beings and you know the human beings are on leashes and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh not not that per se, but more so like what if they were literally just our equals, mm-hmm. and they could just do everything that we could. And talk and, and they could that. speak, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like just act as normal humans. Yeah. Uh, but for I guess they, <laughs> I guess they just like you know they still look like, I don't know. There had to be some sort of limitations and restrictions because it would. This sounds like I'm just explaining like cats, like the movie. Cats. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was <laughs> thinking <laughs> cats. Yeah, where they, you know what I mean. And I don't want that. That's not what I want. Okay, um, good. To know. Some, but something more where like. You know, maybe maybe just a next a few levels up from reality right now. Okay. Um, um, where they could just be your, be more than just like your 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 buddy, but they could like watch a football game with you and like, you know, have a conversation about football with you. <laughs> yeah. Like that. You know what I mean? Like, but that's yeah. it. Nothing more than not not to, not towards the the cat's musical. Uh, yeah. What's what's coming to mind for me is uh, like Charlie Brown because like he has Snoopy. Right, oh, Snoopy's yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. what came to mind. So, oh, so yeah. I'll just live in uh, the Charlie Brown world. That's fine. Cool, there you <laughs> go. Sick. <laughs> love to see it. Are you guys fictional yeah. world? I don't. I don't know. This is too heavy a question. <laughs> uh, both of you guys like very ideal worlds, and I would love to live in both of those types of worlds together. I don't. I don't, I don't think anything could be more peaceful than like. What you just described. <laughs> so the animal, oh, so I, cat lover, so that would yeah, be- I have no original content. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that, okay. That's such an L. 
but we completely <laughs> understand. Yes. Um, so I have the honor of asking the last question. Most people say it's the most important question. What is your favorite color? Oh, color. Color. Uh, my favorite color is green because it's it represents life, I believe. Trees, and the, the air. I don't know. Everything around you is green. I mean, not including money, but including money. But yeah, <laughs> yeah I get it. I get it. <laughs> that green That's stuff. Uh, I I like very, I like green I like green too I think it has like a wide like like there's like a lot of variations of green that I think look nice yeah, yeah and I think it shape. I think it pairs yeah like I like like a forest green but I also like like an emerald mm, uh, yeah. not a big fan of neon green Ow. yeah but, but you know if anyone is I'm not I'm not gonna diss them that's that's all bully um, glory <laughs> <laughs> oh no are you a neon green fan. I'm not a neon green fan, but I do like the color. I'm a yellow person. Yeah, Nick, I might, okay. I mean, depending on my answer, I might fall into that category too. Oh, oh, L. you see, it's, I'm not judging. I'm just saying personally, I, I like, I like more like a darker or like a, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like green. olive is a nice green. Just yeah, but I, think, yeah. I think green like also pairs nice with other colors. Like it I, really I like, does. A, like a green and pink or a green and orange. I, I don't know. I think it looks nice. Mm -hmm. um so i that, that's a good point because i like i like uh, so a lot of the like the main colors but my favorite colors are usually different shades or different variations of like a green such as like a more like an olive type type green or like a more turquoisey type green or uh teal or whatever like a not like a your classic green or neon green however i will say a lot of my favorite things that i look at or um, in particular food and like people make fun of me about this all the time, um, but like a lot of my favorite foods just happen to be green. There has to be some sort of correlation behind it. Mm -hmm. um, for example, like mint chocolate chip ice cream is my favorite, uh, along with pistachio ice cream. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not gonna say that like the green color makes it taste better, <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but that's what you're saying. It, and yeah, it might make it taste better for me. I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in that regard, the green, yeah, overall green. That's why green is kind of my favorite color. But all all stats and Nick's points are valid. Like, yeah, it's it's a very cool color and meshes well nicely with other colors. I will say mm -hmm. that blue is a very uh, hard second for me. Second favorite color. Uh -huh. There's green on the really album cover. I just realized. Yeah, it's like, like oh four green, green and orange. Yeah. Nice. Wow. I dig, I dig a lot. Um, what's everyone what's everyone's favorite ice cream <laughs> oh, um God. okay um there's this i don't know what it's called but it has like little like chocolate truffles in it and it's like mm. chocolate with moose little tracks. Oh. is that moose tracks no 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 <laughs> no it's just like just chocolate ice cream with little truffles in it That's it. that sounds sick it's very good yeah sounds fancy um, I already said mine. <laughs> I, I stand. I stand by those. Not green ice cream. Green. Yeah, yeah any green, green ice cream. Green. <laughs> mint chocolate. Oh, Stat likes mint chocolate. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Any anything cherry? I don't know. Something about that oh. just hits different. Cherry. Yeah, glory. Cherry. <laughs> like Cherry Garcia by Ben and yeah. Jerry. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I'm one. I'm down with that. Yeah. I like that. That's different. Mm. It is. 
Uh, has anyone has anyone ever had Smurf? Smurf? <laughs> no. Yeah, I I only know where to get it at this one specific ice cream place by us, but mm-hmm. it's like it literally tastes like Fruit Loops and it has marshmallows in it. Ooh, Ooh. is it blue? It is blue. It's like a oh light blue. Yeah, like I I want to try that now. <laughs> it's really good. I might scoops, have to scoops in Ocean Township. Okay, I will. When, you come, when you come to New Jersey. Oh wait, yeah, I was gonna ask, like, where are you guys, where are you guys uh, based out of? I am in New Jersey. I'm okay. in Virginia. Oh, cool. oh, okay. Where in Virginia? Um, I'm near Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. Oh wow, yeah. my friend was just there. Oh wow, I didn't know that. And, uh, what about uh, Ryan? Ryan is in Georgia. Ryan. Yeah. Georgia. So we're all over the map here. Yeah. yeah. Post gang. Yeah. Let's go. We play one of our, or at least one of my personal favorite shows on tour in Atlanta, Georgia. Where? Yeah. Uh, it was a house show near Georgia Tech. Oh, that's that's cool. It was yeah. it was so fun. It was, it was like a lot of people. It was mad people there, and it was like an outdoor like. It was almost like a block party type yeah. vibe. The friendliest crowd ever. Aww. Yeah, it was sick. Yeah, that's cool. Y'all tipped us mad money. <laughs> that's always good. Money. A lot of green and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, shout out to Orlando, Georgia. We definitely want to come back there eventually. Hell yeah. Um, Solid. Like, wow, you guys are all over. That's crazy. That's awesome. All over the map. All Wait, where in map. Jersey are you from? I Jane. am on the Jersey Shore like five minutes from Jenks. Hey, okay. Oh, really? You're, yeah, you're, we are shore, shore folks. Hell yeah. yeah. So, um, as I said, that is all the questions I, uh, we have for you today. Is there anything you would like to plug? Hmm. <laughs> I mean, uh, um, uh, I don't know, Nick, what, what do you, what do you think? Uh, I guess, um, I'd like to thank everyone for checking out the album and for, any kind words that they've thrown our way and if anyone is you know out um, going to protest or you know doing something to help others uh i hope you're safe doing it and wearing a mask and and all that stuff so that's what i that's all i got yeah i we really don't have like we really appreciate the whole album and um you know people that checked it out but you know at this um current state and whatnot uh we don't really have anything to plug other than um, listening to, to the current situation, all that stuff, like yeah. we're doing the same thing. So I think that's very important. So we're kind of taking a step back and whatnot. Um, but obviously when things are better and, and, and you all are you know, hungry for new music and all that stuff, and when, when live shows start happening and touring, all that stuff comes back, you already know that we're, we're going to be back. Hell yeah. But for right now, yeah, I would definitely encourage all our fellow fans to uh, please stay safe and, and uh, aware of everything and do their best to help out where they can. So that's all we got. We're not trying to plug anything else. I, that, yeah, I completely understand. Uh, so yeah, congrats on the album, guys. Uh, and thank you for sitting down with us. This has been Have a Good Season and We're the Good Noise Podcast. <laughs>